Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bebo University Podcast. This week I have a special emergency public service announcement to the parents of seniors who have clearly lost their minds. And I'm going to talk about why I'm saying that in just a few moments. But thank you for coming back to the Bebo University Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the Bebo University Podcast. It's me, Jeremy Branch. I'm back. It's good to see you. Well, I'm not seeing you. Actually, it's a podcast. I got to stop saying that. It's good to be with you. <laughs> um, and especially coming off of such a great episode, episode 14 with my dear friend, Glenn Al, um, and, and talking about the menswear side of things. That was a lot of fun. And the feedback I received from that episode was fantastic. So thank you, everybody who... Uh, enjoyed that episode and and heard a little bit about juniors and and where it's going. I, that's just a fantastic brand and was lovely having Glenn on. He will be back at a time in the future. We will certainly have him back on the pod. Uh, but this week I'm returning back to college admissions form because I, I have to talk to my parents out there. I've got to do a public service announcement to the parents out there. But we'll we'll get to that in a second. I just wanted to start out by talking about something else. Um, I had just an incredible, incredible experience recently. Um, Dr. Noe Ortega, acting, acting Secretary of Education for the state of Pennsylvania, invited me on to the Pennsylvania Department of Education's podcast last week. PDE Presents. It can be found on YouTube. And he interviewed me. He must have lost his mind. What in the world? I can't believe that the Secretary of Education for Pennsylvania wanted to talk to me. I still can't believe it. And uh, I, I think at, at some point he must have lost a bet. <laughs> he must have. Something happened. Or they're, they're, the 30 guests ahead of me did not show up. And they said, hey, Jer get Jeremy on the phone. Let's see if he, he has anything to say. Right. But. A sincere thank you to Dr. Noe Ortega for having me on PDE Presents. You can find it on YouTube. I posted the link on my social media, whether it be the Bebo University Pod, which is my Instagram, or at jbranchpsu through Twitter. You can find the link there or just Google or search on YouTube PDE for Pennsylvania Department of Education Presents. And uh, find out, you know, what we talked about. We, he interviewed me, namely about my approach to counseling, what I foresee as the major challenges in education right now, and how I tackled diversity, equity, and inclusion as PACAC president. So I, I think it was a, a great conversation. Check that out. But that was just an incredible thing that's happened between my last episode and this episode. So thank you so much to Noe for having me. I may actually post the recording of that conversation to this feed, the Bebo University feed, as well as it seems like some of my family members have been having a hard time finding it through YouTube. So I may actually post that here on this feed uh, just to make it a little easier for folks to find as well. But just an awesome, awesome opportunity. And I'm, I'm really gracious for that opportunity. It also um, was interesting, like after... I got done recording that episode with Noe. I realized like I only have two months to go as president of PACAC. That's insane. Um, this year has certainly felt like longer than a year. This has been a crazy time to be in this role. 
and although I am sad that I didn't get to serve as PAC Act president during like a traditional year, I'm pretty bummed out about that. Nonetheless, it was a privilege, and I hope I've done well by the association in my tenure. But two months left, oh my goodness. Um, crazy, crazy even think about it. But now it's time to switch gears. Parents, a public service announcement. Stop acting so crazy. This is <laughs> aimed and directed to current senior parents, but it's something that I hope that rising senior parents, a.k.a. parents of juniors, you take to heart and to mind, and it helps you next year in figuring out how to behave with college admissions reps because I don't want to be hyperbolic, but I can't remember a year where parents were this aggressive, tone deaf, persistent, in speaking on behalf of their student, who really, in many of these cases, should be the one speaking up for themselves, parents have been insane. Now, before I get into the heart of what I want to talk about, I want to add a disclaimer. These opinions and thoughts are my own. They are not shared by my university, my employer. These are just purely my own. These are from my own interactions. I really hope that none of my colleagues across Penn State or at any of the other colleges and universities have had similar experiences. I know they have, especially outside of Penn State. I've had some conversations with friends of mine in admissions. And they've said, Jeremy, we hear you. We're seeing the same thing. Parents this year are crazy. Now, I started thinking the other night, why is this, though? Right now, we, we understand in the context of the last year plus, a lot has gone on. And I'm going to touch on some of that as well, right? I'm not ignoring that. But I, I came up with four theories as to why you parents of seniors have been so crazy. So I'm talking to you directly. I just have to try to figure you out because you've been perplexing me. And this may be, maybe it's therapy for me. Okay. But I, I'm trying to understand you parents. And I've come up with four reasons as to why you are so crazy this year. Theory number one. I think parents, you have lost your social skills. They have evaporated. They have disappeared over the last year and a half. Maybe parents of current seniors are so insane because they're just not used to talking to strangers. You know, unless your job or your daily routine has caused you to be in the presence of strangers more than other people. I'm thinking that this is actually a pretty good theory because I've noticed even with myself, like I'm not on my game. My response time is is slightly delayed. When I'm talking to somebody in person, um, it's just not normal. It feels feel, feels a little weird. And I, I'm wondering with parents as they reach out to me and they scold me, as they're yelling at me, as they are using really aggressive language in their emails when discussing their student, I'm thinking that some of them have just lost their social skills. Things that maybe a year and a half plus two years ago, they would have tried to stop and think about like, oh, you know what? 
this is somebody that I'm asking to help me. So maybe I should be more tactful when I talk to him. Like that conversation pre-pandemic, I think would have happened in a lot of our, our heads. Maybe post-pandemic, we just need a little practice. And so that's my first theory, that social skills are not what they once were. And some of these parents have been super aggressive, super inappropriate, tactless, because they just need more practice with other humans. So that's theory number one. My second theory is that a year's worth of tension and frustration around school is just taking its toll. It's mounted up on the backs of parents. Parents are current seniors. Would you agree with that? With the frustrations of virtual schooling and the emails that you're getting from your teachers that your sons and daughters aren't logging in consistently or that they're not handing in their homework consistently, like has that just mounted up on you and this denial letter or this path um, that the university has offered to your son or daughter, like it, it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. And now you're just, you're, you're ruthless. You're emailing me and you're letting me know about myself. You're emailing me and you're saying your university got it wrong. And I'm going to tell you the five reasons why I feel that way. I, I don't know. I, it's just a theory. You have to tell me parents, but I'm thinking that maybe like the levy broke and I'm just in the pathway. Of those rushing waters. Is that, is that, does that sound accurate? I don't know. Parents have to tell me. That, that's my second theory. My third theory is really around parents of, of privilege. Especially socioeconomic privilege. There are a lot of parents that I've spoken to that thought it was going to be a lot easier for their sons and daughters to be admitted this year than it actually turned out being. See, I think there were some of you out there who thought, okay, there are some families really struggling in this whole pandemic thing financially. Like people have lost jobs and, uh, you know, they, they, they've had to file for unemployment or, you know, they're really dependent on those, uh, on those COVID relief bills. So that probably means there's going to be less students, in the pools, in the running at these colleges and universities. And so that's going to increase the chances of my child being admitted. I know there were some parents out there like that because I encountered some of them during my college night programs, my college night run that I do every year. It was in the, it was in the chats. It was in the Q and A's. Some parents hid behind anonymity. So they were bringing this up. Hey, I'm thinking because let some families aren't going to have the ability to pay is going to it's going to increase my child's chances of being admitted. Would you agree with that panel? We've been asked that. And I think some of you were actually staking a little too much uh, hope in that. Um, th- there are all sorts of moral dilemmas with that. I'm not going to get to right now. All right, because I can I, I'm not going to be able to work with you if the, if you were actually hoping uh, for a little a boost because of the demise of, of families around the United States. But uh, well, I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to get there. But I, I know that was the case with some, some parents out there. I know it was also the case that many families thought that test optional was almost guaranteeing their son or daughter admission. I heard this on panels and Q and A's. I received emails about this. I, I received phone calls about this. There were parents who were, who were really thinking 
that test optional at Penn State and other schools was going to significantly increase their child's chances of being admitted. Now, as I've mentioned on a prior podcast episode, test optional is wonderful in a lot of ways. I'm glad because it's it's prevented some students from self-selecting themselves out of our admissions processes. I, I'm really happy that this mode exists for a lot of students. But whenever you don't submit something to a college or university, they are going to scrutinize the pieces they do have in a fuller way. So it guarantees nothing, right? And then here's the other thing. You may be test optional. You may be applying to schools that way, but you still have to have the grades, man. You still have to have the curriculum. You still have to have the rigor, right? Like this was not a get out of jail free card, but a lot of parents thought it was. A lot of them thought it was, and they're surprised. They were surprised, and now they're letting me have it. Oh, yo, how dare Penn State? How dare my kid that belongs there, my kid? Oh, my goodness. Right. I'm getting, I mean, I'm getting like three or four of these a day, guys. Right. And it's, man, it deflates you. It, (laughs) It wears me out because, like, I can't be reactionary either. Right. Like, some of the things I've had parents say to me are just really, really inappropriate. But I can't go there. I'm not going to match that attitude and that fewer. I'm not I'm not going to do that. Right. But it's it's difficult and it it takes me a little longer to work my way through those emails. Right. But I've seen an uptick in them. And I'm wondering uh, if my friends in college admission, are you seeing the same thing? Because I am. And but that was my third theory that some of them thought it was going to be easier to get in to some of these schools than it actually wound up being. The fourth And final theory that I have actually is one from my wife. We were talking the other night about our worries about third grade. My son's in second grade right now. It's been a year. And uh, we were talking about third grade. You know, hopefully everything's going to be back and in person. And, you know, he was he's really going to benefit, I think, ultimately from being back in the school building. But my wife said to me the other night, like, Jeremy, I'm so I'm so worried about third grade. And I was like, why? So she said, you know, I've had to really be over his shoulder all year to make sure he was staying on task and he was getting his assignments done. And I'm worried that he's not going to be able to function autonomously by the time he gets back into the school building for third grade. And I thought it was a great, great thing she said. And I agree with her. I think that's going to be a challenge and we're really going to have to be patient with him because of that. But then it made me think of the parent of parents of current seniors. Like, I'm like, man, is that what's going on? It, you know, because in, in many of these cases, when they're asking for like a reevaluation of their, their son or sons or daughters application or like, are there any other options? So on and so forth. Those are things that college admissions reps should be asked by students. Right. Like I, I've, I'm, I'm every day I'm opening up my email and I have like two or three messages from a parent we are so disappointed in the decision that was rendered. Are there any other options? My son is the best thing since sliced bread. He's incredible. You've really gotten this one wrong. Tell us how to proceed. That email, that inquiry should come from a student. A hundred out of a hundred times should come from a student. But the amount of times I'm receiving that email from a parent this year 
It's been it's been unbelievable. It has been unbelievable. Other years pale in con- in comparison to how often I've received that this year. And so when my wife was talking about her concerns with third grade, it dawned on me, wait, is this why there's an uptick? Because parents have had to be over the shoulders of their students all year with virtual schooling, handing in assignments, attendance, so on and so forth, that they can't turn that off now. And so they're, they're going the extra mile with the colleges, those outside of their home communities and saying, hey, I'm going to further advocate for my student. What 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 should we do? This is what you need to do for us, right? And so, I, I'm wondering if that if that's part of it too. That those are my four theories, right? Now, here's what I need you parents to do and to keep in mind. And uh, this may be just more aimed now at uh, the parents of rising seniors, current juniors, because I think with our our senior parents, it's it's a little too late. But think before you speak. Think before you speak. Remember, you're asking me for my help. Don't yell at me. Don't assume we got anything wrong. If you want to talk about your son's or daughter's options, that's fine. Um, encourage your son or daughter to do that outreach, to talk about their options. Uh, especially since I'm going to need their permission to update and change their file anyway. So we, we might as well skip... Uh, a couple of steps with this back and forth and this middleman stuff. I need to hear from your student anyway, before I touch their application. So, you know, let's keep that in mind, but, you know, encourage your son or daughter to do that outreach. But, you know, I, I don't turn parents away from having conversations with them. I'm a parent myself. I know how important it is to, to have some of those questions that you have answered, but the key here is to, be aware and thoughtful in how you're doing it, how you're addressing me. That that matters. Also keep this in mind, parents. We in college admissions offices know that we admit the family when we extend an offer of admission to your son or daughter. We know it's not just them coming. We're going to have you for four or five years as well. Are you behaving in a way that would make us want to have you part of that community for the next four or five years. See, some of you, as you pop off at the mouth and you say really inappropriate things and you treat us poorly, you don't realize that sometimes that crosses our minds as to how far we're going to go for that kid. Now, I'm not saying that I do that. I'm fortunate enough that, you know, the way we do admissions at Penn State, do you have the grades or do you not have the grades? Do you have the scores? Do you not have the scores? Right? Like there's not a whole lot of extra stuff going into the way I review students. I We don't get caught up in that, but I have it on great authority that there are colleges and universities and admissions offices that pay very close attention to those things. Please realize that you could be hurting your student by the way that you choose to talk with or engage with or interact with folks in college admissions offices. I hope that as we get back to normalcy, as folks get vaccinated, hopefully these tensions, these attitudes, this fury that some of these parents are walking around with, hopefully that dies down a little bit. Uh, But I, I just wanted to deliver that public service announcement to the parents out there. Take a deep breath, 
let's work hand in hand together to figure these stuffs out, these things out and the best route for your students. But oh, you got to tone it down. Thank you so much for coming back to the pod this week. I will be back with an episode sometime next week with one of my dear friends in the admissions community as we discuss the highly rejectives this year in those meager admit rates. He has some pretty interesting perspective on all of that, and I'm inviting him onto the pod to talk about it. So we'll be back next week. Thank you so much, though, for tuning in this week. Don't forget to like subscribe uh, review on itunes it goes a really long way towards being able to reach a broader audience with the podcast which is uh, something i would love to do so thank you for that you can find me on twitter jbranchpsu and you can find me on instagram at the bebo university pod Um, so find me online and let's chat have a great great rest of your day stay healthy stay safe and i'll talk to you soon